This week's episode is brought to you by Dimension Police, bringers of fine justice since 2012. Dimension Police. Really? Just one perfect guard? And today, we are talking about the Beat Cops of Cray, Dimension Police. Uh, so why don't we go around the table and introduce ourselves. Uh, I'm Atlas, I play Great Nature, Grand Blue, and Pale Moon. I'm uh, Matt Barber, and I play uh, Dimension Police, Spike Brothers, and to a uh, newer extent, Tachikaze. And I'm Chris Brazos, or as most of you may know me, Different Fight, and I play Dimension Police, Dimension Police, Dimension Police... And on top of that, Angel Feathers and Shadow Paladin. And Nova Grappler and whatever other yeah, and deck profiles. Yeah, a bunch of other things, yeah, yeah. So, today we're, you know, just doing the clan analysis on Dimension Police. Now, I don't have much knowledge about them. I just know that I've been guard-broken more times than, <laughs> than I can count, really. To maybe some of the newer players, what exactly is Dimension Police? Well, I would define it as, like... The theme itself of Dimension Police is that they're robots based on the Brave series, like the most notable of the references that Dimension Police pulls most of the time is to the Gao Gaigar series. And the whole guard breaking thing only started in uh, when they got their first trial deck, which was already in the third season of the original series. And, well, they're basically just massive robots that their main theme used to be and kind of is now again to build up power and now it's to reach certain power thresholds. Back then it was just to reach X number of power that your opponent can't perfect guard or guard normally. While And then it turned into reaching X number of power. And then even if they can guard it, if you pull grade threes, you can, you know, still pull through. It's hard to just say that it's based on guard breaking because now with Cosmic Heroes, it's not really about that anymore. But they're mostly known for being able to destroy the opponent's guardians when you drive check grade threes, thanks to the Dykeyser break right skill. Classically, the rear guards for Dimension Police have been very poor. They've they've given it a little more hope. <laughs> the, the, uh, I'm hoping to like do these clan analyses when we know there's not going to be any support for a while, which kind of bit me in the ass with the Shadow Paladin one because I did it, and about a week later, they're like, hey, they're getting not only uh, support in Set 9, but a trial deck, too. I'm like, Jesus. Shadow yeah. Paladin's always going to get support. You'll never be able to dodge that. I know. Yeah. I, I that's tried. not going to happen for a while. Yeah. Well, okay, well, d- with Dimension Police, we're probably going to have to wait a bit because Hiroki got curb yeah. stomped in the anime, which means that there's no way to advertise. You, got, you mentioned, uh, Chris, the... Like some of the builds you mentioned, uh, dimensional robos and metal boards and stuff like that. What sort of builds are out there with Dimension Police? Well, right now, the most popular ones are dimensional robos, which are based on the original Daikaiser, Great Daikaiser, Legioning with Great Dayusha. And it's a lot more focused on just going ham, like break riding, getting crits up, getting like popping two guardians with one grade three, and then laurel shenanigans like. I guess we'll get to Laurel on its own a bit later because that is a pretty important card for DP2 yep. to discuss. But yeah, so that's basically what the Robos are. And then Metalborgs are more about, well, they're the Legion build essentially, but I feel like the most efficient build is the the Sin Kaiser build. So with that Kaiser, so basically brick riding, then getting just powering up like crazy until your opponent, because you, you restrict your opponent to grade zeros only or G Guardians. So just kind of powering up until they can't get any closer and then still having a chance to pop some guardians if they decide to guard it. 
And then the other popular one that kind of emerged recently is Cosmic Heroes, which kind of takes the whole theme of only being focused on the center and kind of turns it 180 and suddenly you're not just swinging with big numbers on your middle column, you're suddenly going hard on the rear guards as well. So I feel like that was a really good step as well to kind of change how DP works a bit. That's the other popular build. Then we got Zeals and Enigmans, but they're not as popular, I guess. I want to make a comment on uh, Metalborgs. I at least come to this conclusion myself, and I want to see if you also came to the same conclusion. Do you feel that G Guardians have actually pushed Metalborgs and, in general, Legion more out of the metagame? Like yes. MC? It's just not possible to, like, even if you get your um, Sin Buster up to 40,000, if your opponent drops a heal trigger and a 10, and it's two to pass, and it's just not... Like, they can just drop a screw, and suddenly things are looking a lot less good, so... Yeah, so, yeah, I felt that too. Like I've been, I decided to after all the cosmic hype kind of started dying down. I was like, maybe I should try playing around with Metalborgs again, and I just realized like, shit, like it's really hard to do much with them. Like you kind of rely more on while you're still on Dikeyser to go into the Dikeyser lay on to really push Guardians, yeah. and only then uh, go for the break ride. But yeah, G Guardians really punish Legion in general, and like. A legion that's based on building up power and guard restrictions, like G Guardians, just kind of shut that down. So it's even pushed out the uh, the uh, Abyss Legion. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> um, I the, the only legion I think that it, legions that I've survived, I think, are Ripples, Chat Noir, or not Chat Noir, Tester Fox, and because because both people have to be at grade three. By that point, you're just in the stride territory, and there's all these like amazing yeah. GB cards that come out and just. The better legions are the ones that you can still get effects when you stride, mm-hmm. and I think the Dikeyser the Dikeyser legion is still uh, decent. That's true. Yeah, yeah, the Dikeyser one is decent because it's same with Tester Fox. Like Tester Fox doesn't really, it's not so much that it cares about building up power and then you know swinging for huge numbers. It's more there as a utility legion to you know recycle counter blasts and and cards back to your deck and whatnot, and then actually you know power up the rest of your field. While with Sin Buster and things like. Like, it's very much focused on just being a thing on its own. While I think Tester Fox is more of a tool to help out the rest of the field. I think that's kind of the difference in legions that kind of distinguishes them and how much G-Guardians actually impact them. It seems like that you have those three, you know, metal boards are getting phased out. And then you have the, uh, I like to call them plastic fireman builds, which uh, refers to someone's putting out a fire and then over there there's a little kid in a plastic fire helmet. And everyone comes over and goes, you help put out the fire too. So that's the zeal and Enigman stuff. Where they'll, they'll like throw them a card every now and then, but it's just like, yeah, you know, like an Enigman Tornado where, where uh, you know you have to hit to get the restand. Dumb. So dumb. Yeah. Like I feel like unless they give Enigmans the ripple treatment where they literally just go all out on support, it's not going to look too good for a while. Yeah. And then like the, the zeal Revival Legion looked good for about eight seconds and then just... And then he read the card? A... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it did top uh, regional, I think, last year, but that yeah. was thanks to Laurel more more than Zeal. Actually, that that brings me to the next thing: key cards. Let's talk about Laurel to the layman. Matt, you want to explain what Laurel does? All right, so Laurel is a grade one four K. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. <laughs> and and uh, whenever your Vanguard hits, and this is hits anything at all, a uh, Dimension Police Vanguard, you can rest four Dimension Police rear guards, and you choose one of your Vanguards and restand it. And this card is, um, it is a thing. Uh, it used to be a very, very bad card. 
Uh, as a matter of fact, when I first started playing Vanguard, a lot of people looked at this card and was were like, this card is unplayable, it's garbage, people thought it was a joke. And I looked at it and I'm like, this mm. card is a, uh, I mean, I think it, I think it was fine, I, I, but I, I didn't, I didn't really know much back then. But now it's kind of was the entry point to getting to the Dimension Police Clan. Um, and I think if you're playing the Dimensional Robo build, it's a very key part of the deck. It gives you a lot of pressure. Yeah. It makes your opponent scared, which is worth a lot. And I think in the Cosmic Hero deck, it's much less needed actually. Yeah, I would say it's actually un- unnecessary in Cosmics because when you don't really have space and two like. Drive checking eight, well, it's nice for like the early stages of the game, but when the deck already is capable of decking out no matter what, I don't think it's actually that optimal. Yeah, I think that's a very good analysis. Uh, the games now with D Guardians uh, are more likely to go long, so you yeah, do not exactly. want that many drive checks. What's funny is that like uh, when GPGs, like the ones if you have a copy and drop zone, when you guard with it, you unflip a damage, but you can only use it on Vanguard. When those first came out, you would actually have to think about, okay, is there a lot of Dimension Police in my meta? Because then yeah. that, that makes those perfect guards bad. And then that, on top of the guard break threat, there's a lot of psychological torture <laughs> going on. Are yeah, that's true. I, I remember in, that. In Dimension <laughs> Police. Yeah, like just playing against Matt at, like, you know, at school, I'm like, ugh. Eventually, I figured out if you just throw out the perfect guard and hope for the best, then you're fine. Because if he, if he guard breaks, you weren't supposed to win anyway. But yeah, now with G-Guardians, the fear is gone. Yeah, Laurel isn't as scary as it used to be as, as well. Like, not just Legions, but also Laurel kind of took a hit, I feel. Yeah. yeah, Dismal was very powerful at preventing Laurel because uh, you no yeah. longer have the, I can attack a rear guard and try to kill it because they can just be like, oh, here's Joppy Hill Trigger, Dismal, you can't hit it. And yeah. just waste his attack. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And like, every deck can play Dismal, so that's pretty much, you know... That already kills the little one-trick pony you had to like swing at a rear with your stride, and then restand with Laurel, and then swing at Vanguard again. Yeah, one of the one of the key cards I liked along with Laurel in the D Robo deck specifically is uh, Die Earth. And I know a lot of people disliked this card when it first came out, but in a car, in a deck where you don't really have a lot of ways to get free units, Die Earth was just first stride. Let me get two guys. I mean, one of them's a grade three, which is a little awkward with the strategy, but it's fine mostly. To, you know, feel your laurel. Yeah, and, like, I, I really also like that earth because, like, you could go, like, you stride, and then you get out two, and then you put down some other grade one, put down a laurel, and you're already trying to swing at rear guards with die earth. And, like, the thing is, like, even if you pop out a grade three, you just use, what's his face, die jet to, after the grade three is gone, you just use die jet to recycle it anyway, so it's not really a big deal. Now, die earth, let me, let me see if I'm remembering this correctly. On stride, counterblast two D-Robos or just anything? It's counterblast anything, but it's an act, actually. Oh, okay. Yes, so, it okay, it's act, and then you get two dimensional robos from deck, one grade two, one grade three, and then if he was the second strider more, he gets a crit, right? Oh, you need two face-up dimensional robos and G-Zone. Robos. Yeah. Ah, so you can't... So G-Guards have not helped him yet, assuming... No, that's no. Us. not yet, because we've got an Enigma G-Guardian instead. Yeah. I'm annoyed because they... Uh, I, I have the same problem in Pale Moon with Magia. Because I, I want to mm. be able to have, like, a Magia uh, G-Guard and then be able to go in, into Mephisto and get a call next turn, but we don't have that yet either. But, yeah, so you do that, and it it, it helps save hand, which I think that's a big problem with Dimension Police was hand. Mm. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Like, it used to be way too much of a, like, it was kind of like Spike Brothers, just kind of, it's either win or lose, and it's literally every turn that you're faced with this situation. Like, like you're always low on hand, and you have to kind of just, like, push through fast and, like, hope for guard breaks and stuff like that so i actually quite like die earth right off the bat because like 
I wasn't too pumped for Dimensional Robots at the time when he released, but I I definitely like once I started playtesting them, like I was really enjoying him. And I was like, like it actually felt like a really good stride, and the fact that I could fetch out like die jets and whatnot, I was like, this is actually really nice. So yeah, yeah I. I, I I was I was kind of a bit higher on Dire Earth when he first came out. I think I think I was probably a little maybe too high. I I, I guess I overestimated how often I would get the crit. <laughs> the crit just never happens, but the free yeah. call is more than more than enough. Um. So transitioning from that, so in set seven, Dimension Police got support, and that was like ninety nine percent Cosmic Heroes, right? Yeah. Okay. So can you explain to me? what cosmic heroes do because from what i can tell it's like oh if you get your vanguard past this thing you get to do stuff first right well cosmics are like really they have the burst mechanic which was introduced in the set as well which is basically when you reach x amount of power then you do this and then if you reach x power that's even higher than the previous power then you do this so for example we have a lot of cards that state like if your Vanguard's like 15k, then you get this effect, and then if it's 30k, then it gets this effect. So it's much more focused on the X Gallop stride, which I guess you could include in key units, but it's only really a key unit in Cosmics, in my opinion. Like it's not that good in all the other Dimensional Robo, I mean, in the Dimensional Police builds. But I feel like it's it's a lot more focused on not just powering up Vanguard, but also rearguards, and then. With stuff like Grand Sub, you're also getting on-hit retire pressure. And then with uh, Grand Gallop, you get on-hit draw pressure. But the problem with that is that it eats up a lot of counterblasts. So with like the only countercharging methods in the deck are basically Perfect Guards and Grand Volver, which has to hit, and it only really countercharges one because its ability costs one counterblast already. So it's a really fun deck, but I, like it's basically just focused on not powering up rearguards a lot and like you have some like for example grand volver he not just he powers up himself and another rearguard like he doesn't even touch the vanguard but then you can combo that with grand sub who also power up the vanguard so or like with grand chopper so like i feel it's uh it's it's really fun i have tried it in some locals but every time i face anything that has control and they just pop my start and i'm like oops i'm not going to be doing too well this game am i it's it's um it's hard to really judge it. Like I when I was first testing it, I felt like it was a really strong build because I I played in some online tournaments and I was doing good. And then I decided to take it to locals, and suddenly it's not doing as great as I imagined. So it's it's hard to really pinpoint how good it is. But the general theme is that it's just splitting up the power additions through the whole field, basically. A lot of the times with that deck, it comes down to do I have or like a field yeah. to make Excalibur good. And so whenever somebody starts popping units, it gets real rough. I mean, mm-hmm. Grand Volver has is like resist has resist, but uh, it's just so hard to replace things in that deck. I think I'm at six crit, six draw, or something, and it's just not. Yeah, I'm doing six six crit, six stand because the stands are like when I don't have the right field, then the stands help me reach the power. And then as long as I've got front row rear guards, then at least I'm powering those up, and I've got some pressure going on. So yeah, I feel like the stands I... help the deck out a lot. I see, I see. I haven't tried too much with it. I think I was up four stands at one point and didn't really like it. I think I was just having too much trouble uh, getting the cards I needed when I needed them. I mean, that that's a problem you have in general. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that aside. Yeah, <laughs> poor Matt. Um, yeah, I, I just feel like that, you know, they, they made such a big deal out of like, oh my god, Cosmic Heroes, it's this new thing. We're going to give it a bunch of stuff. And it just seemed so lackluster. Watching, you know, like playing against Matt or like other people at my locals, 
they'll be like, okay, power, power, power up. I'm like, all right, and? It's just not that scary. I guess. But once you start having pressure and stuff, it's a bit more threatening. I feel like, I don't know, it depends. Like, I've picked up wins, but I think the scariest thing about the deck is, like, when you stride X-Tiger after you've G-Guarded, like, oh, all God. four times, <laughs> and you stride him, like, five times, and you're like, here's an X-Tiger for, like, 78k. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, oops. That is very scary, for sure. X-Tiger definitely improved a lot after the G-Zone extension. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, I feel like he got the more, like, him and Blitz, like, I think I feel like he got out of it more than Blitz, even though they essentially do the same thing, but the extra crit is, like, Oh, it's so nice. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Just I don't know. Seeing them flip over Grand's, I forgot what noun it was for the starter. Grand hop. Grand hop. Seeing them flip that over isn't as scary as like how I imagine when we get Tech Booster Two. That like them flipping over Crime Bug. You're like, oh great, I'm not gonna be able to call a field in a few turns. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It doesn't have as much of that. But I guess DP never really had that. Like. Before you would flip over a great three searcher, yeah. and then you'd flip over Grand Seed. I guess once you see that it's a me- that is Metal Borgs or Dimensional Robos, you get a bit more scared. You're like, oh shit, I need to think about how I'm gonna guard. While with Cosmics, you're more like, eh, like I'll just drop guards here and there. Like they're just gonna power up as much as they want, and that's it. Yeah, it just it seems too straightforward for me. I would I would agree actually like actually oddly enough when the set support was being revealed before the set released I was more excited for angels and then as soon as it dropped in Japan I was like okay I can't be bothered to build angels yet so I'll try to play them with cosmics and I loved it I was enjoying it a lot yeah kind of month and a half after that I was like I was kind of starting to see how I don't know it's kind of monotone and not as exciting as I would have hoped because like playing metalborgs or like Dimensional Robo's Metaborg is exciting as hell because, like, when you break out, you're like hype. You're gonna pop some shields. You're gonna you're gonna win that turn. You know, like it's exciting every turn. Like when you stride Leon, it's like if I get one grade three, like you're gonna die. Like it, it feels good. So while with Cosmics, it does feel pretty monotone. Well, yeah, because nothing moves when you know what's happening. You go, okay, I have this feel. Mm-hmm. Nothing is technically moving, but numbers are happening. And mm-hmm. okay, great, I guess. But, you know, with uh, with Dimensional Robos and stuff, you, you feel like Macklemore, you know? I'm going <laughs> to pop some guards. <laughs> uh, yeah. One comment I want to make about uh, what uh, Different Fight said earlier. He said that people, their opponent has to think about how to guard. I think this is a very important aspect. So whenever there's a mistake that your opponent can possibly make, you want to leave that on the table as long as possible because you want to give them the chance to make that mistake. Explain. But if you're playing, uh, if you're playing a deck that's straightforward then it's also pretty straightforward for your opponent to know how to play against it, meaning that it's, they're less likely to make mistakes in how the game is progressing. Oh. But if you're playing a deck where it's easier for your opponent to make mistakes, then you, gain a, you can gain a little bit of advantage that way for basically free. Like, it's the same for anything like Kagar as well. Like, if, if the opponent calls something that they shouldn't have called just yet and kept in hand, you can just retire and punish them for it. And Dimension Please can't really do that, but instead they can, you know... If they guard too much in the early game, then hello, here's my huge stride or here's my huge legion and, you know, goodbye. Especially if they're not that much of an experienced player, then you can punish them even harder. But I guess that comes with every deck. But it, it's, it's true. I really agree with that. Like, they make one mistake and it can actually cost them the whole game. While in Cosmics, like, they make one mistake and they can probably bounce back from it a bit later. Yeah, like, they're not going to die too quickly when you're playing Cosmic Heroes. Like, you have to kind of wear down with uh, mm. you know, through Perfect Guards and G-Guardians and stuff, where with Dimensional Robos, they could just die. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can drop, like, two Perfect Guards. Like, okay, I'll check one grade three, I'll check two grade threes. It's fine. <laughs> but 
like what I liked about dimensional robos is you can go, all right, attack, and they go put a PG, and you just give them this look like really one PG, uh, second PG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your funeral, grade three, <laughs> double guard, break, you're dead. I I love that so much. Like when um when somebody like drops first, go like. Are you sure? Is that enough? And then they like they, they panic for like a few seconds and I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, just just do your thing. After getting yeah. steamrolled so many times, you just stop caring. You're like, all right, fine. <laughs> I have a death wish now. <laughs> yeah, if you want to really make the Dimension Police player you're playing against upset, whenever they do their guard break shenanigans, you just go very confidently one grade three and just look at them, just look directly into their <laughs> eyes, and they will be uh they will be shocked. That that's like bitch slapping a lion. That's almost mean. <laughs> yeah. So as of you know this moment or in time, as of this point in time, what do you think Dimension Police's effect on the metagame is? It's it's really hard to say because right now they're not really doing much because like against angels, even guard break can too much because they like they just drop half their hand. It's like yeah, like you can get three great threes. I'm fine, you know. And then against seven Cs, they kind of I haven't actually tested against seven Cs that much, but like just generally speaking, seven Cs are solid as hell and it's hard to get through them, but I guess guard breaking is a bit more effective. And then Cosmics die to Kagero, like pretty easily, but like anything that plays Laurel just have to keep Laurel until you really need him, so kinda of keep him for that crucial moment. Unless you got a few in hand. And then Shadows are just a bad matchup in general because like no matter if, even if you put Laurel at the right time, they're going to just like drop Blaster Dark and pop it. <laughs> Cosmics, like I tried, I really tried to do something with them, but I don't think they're going to make much of a splash, sadly. So I think it comes down to, I think Metalborgs are still going to be good in the end. What made Metalborgs better, despite uh, G Guardians being introduced, is the fact that we got 16 G zones so we can afford to play four Dikeyser Leons for when we're sitting on Dikeyser. And then we can kind of try to push out the game while we're there. And then if it hasn't pushed out yet, then we go into Zinbuster. And then if we haven't pushed it out, then we go into Heavy Duke. So I feel the fact that uh, the Sin Kaiser deck has so many stride options and you can really use that to your best, like with the 16G zone, I feel like that that's kind of what makes the deck better. And Dimensional Robos, I feel like they probably will make a splash because like the deck can go 9-0 and zero in regionals if you're lucky enough. So... It's, um, I feel like it's the more luck-reliant deck, I mean, obviously, and I feel like Metalborgs could still stay relevant. Uh, the problem I have with the, uh, the Metalborg, uh, Dykeiser deck, which I'm going to assume we're talking about, I think it is, so yeah. I, wanna, yeah. I think the one you have to be playing at this point, uh, it's really bad, it, especially now if you have to ride Zenbuster. Yeah, that's true. If you don't have Dykeiser, you're kind of screwed, so... Like, I'm kind of thinking of actually maybe playing the Grade 3 Searcher as a starter because I've been trying out Grand Seed, Grand Hop. Like, Grand Hop's not that great because I felt like he could be better, but then I remembered that Legions, um, they only go into 20k on attack. So I was like, oh, that's not as good as I thought. So then it kind of kind of comes down to Grand Seed and uh, the Grade 3 Searcher. And, like, with Grade 3 Searcher, at least you can search out maybe, possibly, if you're lucky enough, the Dykeiser if you don't have it yet. But otherwise, yeah, if you ride into Sinbuster immediately, then it's going to be an uphill battle. I, I don't know the percentages on finding uh, Dykeiser with uh, Dye. Yeah, me, me neither. <laughs> Matt, what about you? What, what do you think their position in the metagame is? I don't think Cosmic Heroes are that. They're just too simple, too straightforward. Uh, mm-hmm. I kind of am less on Metalborgs as different fight is. I think, if you, I think 
the best way to play dimensional police at the moment is dimensional robots. I think you just got to go for it. What do you What do you think happened? Like for the longest time, D Police was at the top of the metagame, and then and it's also still one of the most popular clans, along with like Shadow Paladin and Aqua Force. And yet, after I think the worlds where the Ripple player crushed the you know D Robo player, or I think it was yeah. like Metalboard or something. Metalboard. Yeah, some, yeah, something happened, and then just they started going downhill. Well, then Chaos came in, which uh, was like a huge yeah. hit to, mm. to anything. Chaos is a, it's always a pain in the ass. So like that, that like hurt DP insanely because like DP could shine because Link Joker was not popular at the time because Messiah didn't have enough to be a good deck yet, and then yeah. like some people played it. But it was not as amazing, so it wasn't as popular. But, like, this was the problem with DP what, back in, like, BT13 times. Reverse Dayusha didn't really top that much. Like, it did top every now and then. But it didn't top that much because Chaos was everywhere. Like, you just can't get around it. And now we're kind of in this... Like, now Chaos is kind of going away slowly. But with Link Choker support coming up, I don't know how long that's going to last. Chaos Breaker is still very popular in Japan so yeah like in general like it's it's there are some decks that like it's hard for them to be bad like i feel like the cross kind of never was bad or anything it just kind of the hype died out and so did the players and i feel like it's just the same for chaos like it's always going to be a good deck it's always a good field control deck sure maybe like when the game speeds up a bit more then they might not be able to keep up anymore but you know i feel like it's always going to be good and all these these kind of decks like now like, sure, like, Chaos is kind of falling off, but now we've got Kagero everywhere, which also hurts. And then when Aqua Force gets support, like, you're going to get, start getting outrushed, probably. Dimension Police's success depends on what else is success, successful at the same time. So, hmm. I feel like it comes down to that. I think that's a fair assessment. It's just so, it hurts so much when you just can constantly just lose everything. Especially yeah. with Defeat Flare, like, the most pushed G-Guardian in the world. Defeat Flare and Denial Griffin, like, at least Cosmics have an out to Denial Griffin, but, like, ugh, the, the Robos or Metal Borgs, they didn't even have that, so. Denial Griffin and Defeat Flare have caused, like, one of the biggest seismic shifts in the metagame. Like, for the, like that counters disappearing fields. Do you know yeah, how, that's, true. that's so crazy. If, if they had gotten one or the other, I feel like it just wouldn't have been as profound as, you know. Even when you get broken, Nurse of Broken Heart to like 100k, like one defeat, one Denial Griffin is enough to destroy her. Oh yeah, side note, what did you think about the uh, Refros or limiting in English? I think it was, it was damn time. Like, I love Angel Feather, but I'm actually kind of happy because when you play Angels while Refros is at 4, no matter how much you love the clan, you're going to get shat on by, by others, like saying like, oh, you're just a little meta, a meta sheep, and you know, now that it's gone, I feel like it's going to sadly it's going to shave off like 50% of the player base of Angel Feather I feel but I feel like it makes some decks more enjoyable and also like it it's more healthy for the game like the fact that we don't like games are going to go less into time like even though Angel Feather as a thing itself it's going to take a long time it takes a long time to play it out because it's very combo based but with Refros going to one like you're not going to be doing that shit like for like 20 minutes in one turn so I feel like that's it's it's a good thing. Like I'm not too sad about it. I was actually kinda of waiting for it. So yeah, I'm kind of fine with it. Yeah, I'm I'm happy about it too. I like when that happens to popular decks just because it makes you feel like it's your own. Every time mm-hmm. like the, when Great Nature got their, you know, GBTO two support, there were people everywhere. 
I've been playing yeah. since BTO seven, and this like infuriated me when I go to a local. They're like, "Oh, you just picked up Great Nature." I'm like, "I will stab you." <laughs> yeah, I I used to really get that like when I built shadows when BTO four came out, and then like they they weren't popular until BT twelve, and I was like, "Eh, like everybody's playing it now," and that kind of stayed the same forever. So yeah, I, I get what you mean, but if I've had that less. I've tried to keep it on the down low, but yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. That's why that's why SPs make a statement. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need one more SPX gallop, and I got my place set. <laughs> there you go. So back to the the subject at hands. Uh, what do you think Dimension Police needs going forward for whatever archetype? It doesn't matter. Yeah, I've been thinking about this, but it's really hard to pinpoint anything because I feel like the the biggest problem is consistency, but that's what, like, in terms of hand power, Cosmics have that, but they need to somehow make sure we can have hand power in both Metalborgs and Dimensional Robos, but if you give too much to Dimensional Robos and they suddenly become OP, and then, yeah, I don't know, it's it's really hard to pinpoint it. I feel, I feel like well, for Cosmics, it's a one-trick pony because right now they're they're just doing the same every turn. I feel like what they need is something different. like Because DP is always the one to kind of start something new. Like They were the first ones to have guard breaking. They were the first grade three to do a triple check. I feel like they could just like add something new that hasn't been done before. Like They need to add in something new that hasn't been done before and that would make them stand out. But as I mean, it's obviously hard to pinpoint that unless Matt has some ideas. But Metalborgs, it's kind of hard to say because... like. They kind of have a lot already. Like, they have big numbers. I feel like they might just need more cards that give them big numbers for, like, zero cost or, like, just on call or just rest, like Grand Lady. I feel like with Metalborgs, like, they kind of... They don't really have early game hand power, but they do have it later on, especially with Laurel helping out. I don't know. I feel like they just need more ways of building up power without uh, eating up resources too much. And then that could kind of help out because Metalborgs, like... Like, you can G-Guard only so many times, and you can only drop that many grade zeros, so as long as they could get above that number, that would be good for them. And then Dimensional Robots, I feel like to make it good, they would they would have to actually give it, like, just ways to make hand advantage in order to draw into, to get Laurel pretty fast enough to, uh, you know, draw into whatever things you need to stride or break right. But I don't know, at the same time, I feel like it's good that it doesn't have that because that's what kind of makes it unique. Is this like you're always kind of on the edge between losing and winning. So then when you get the win, it feels that much more rewarding. So I don't know, it's, it's very hard to say for Dimensional Robots, but like, mm, yeah, I haven't really thought about what Dimensional Robots could get. So I'm not, I'm not too sure on that one. Uh, one thing that makes it very hard to uh, print like new or interesting effects for Dimensional Robo is the existence of Laurel itself. Uh, yeah. I, I assume that a lot of the people designing cards at Booster Road, every time they come up with a Dementia Police card, they're like, wait, this card exists. So it's so yeah, exactly. hard to give us some kind of like restanding or guard restricting with power stride that, or you know, extra crits or whatever that the clan probably needs as a finisher. But then as soon as it can be abused with Laurel, like if they give something to Cosmic Heroes, that would be good for them as a sub-clan, but then suddenly it can be also abused with Laurel. Suddenly we're putting in Laurels and Cosmic Heroes, you know? yeah. Yeah, it's just, I think in order for them to print cards that Dimension Police need, or the Cosmic Hero deck needs specifically, uh, it's mm. Laurel's, I think, uh, a big obstacle, actually. I think yeah. somehow it's become an obstacle. It's ironic, yeah. almost. Yeah, but I don't know. Apart from that, that's kind of my ideas on, like, I don't really have concrete ideas on what they could actually add, because, like, they can't give it field control because we're not Dragon Empire clan, and they can't 
But we are Stargate, and there is Link Joker in that, so who knows? One thing but... I was kind of one thing I was kind of upset about when they showed Excalibur is that it was on attack. I kind mm. of wish it was an act. Uh, it makes this, like they're trying to push stand triggers because they keep push, printing stand triggers with like you know more Good powerful, effects. more powerful effects. Yeah, yeah. And yet this thing is on attack, which makes your stand tri- which makes like you could I mean you could attack with a column, but it's not going to be great. Mm, well, like I kind of I still play I play six stands because I max out Grand Lady. So then like because she's always mm. resting on the side, like if I get stands, I'll stand her. So that's why I ended up running stands, and that's kind of how it pays off. But I get what you mean. If it was an act, it would be better because like then. You get the buff, and then if you stand the columns with the buffs, that would actually be more threatening. A little errata could actually do pretty good for Cosmics. <laughs> I feel like that there's a lot of like strides where you're like, God damn it, why isn't this act? Dirty Picaro has the same problem, right? It would be pretty cool as an act. You could set up some pretty funny stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like, oh, my field's killed. Counterblast 2 would get my wind killer column. Yeah. Matt, did you have any like major things to say about like what they maybe need or... I, I, I pretty much agree that they need some, like, cosmic heroes in general need some stride that tries to end the game. Like, you know, a GR-level stride that attempts to end the game. A finisher. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Like, something with, like, with enough power gains, you know, some amount of guard or strength. Like, they can even print something that says, your opponent can't use G-Guardians for this attack or something. Your opponent literally cannot guard. Your opponent dies at the other turn. Like... <laughs> no, 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 no. But, Just can't uh... use G-Guardians. Like, they can yeah, guard, yeah. but they can't use G-Guardians. Like that would yeah, be... that could actually be a good thing. But then they can perfect guard. So. Well, that's fine. A lot of modern ones are attacks with Vanguard, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, it could actually be pretty nice shutting down four cards in their deck just like you would shut down... Well, shut down perfect guards, except that kind of depends on luck. Now, what what does Enigma need? That's the major question. <laughs> I'm Ooh. Good yeah. cards? Yeah, they do. They, 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 <laughs> yeah. Needed, they needed Tornado to not be on hit. It should have just been after the attack restand. Yeah, it really should have. I Jesus. feel like that's kind of what killed it. I don't know. I feel like they're just not trying with Enigmas. They're like, yeah, let's just Fair. pop out a few for the Toku fans, and that's it. I don't think that don't necessarily think. counts as killing it. That's just smacking up the corpse with a shovel. When Daikaiser sure. first came out, Enigmans, or first came out in Japan, Enigmans had their day and in, 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 uh, shine brightly because of, there's this deck called, yeah. I think it was called Crazy Diamond. Uh, from Yeah, Joe, it's based Joe off uh, Jojo Stand. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, the guy just played like was it fifteen grade threes, six grade twos, and he yeah. just wouldn't ride grade one until he had Enigma. Uh, what's the grade one Enigma? Uh, yeah, Ripple, I think. Ripple, Enig- I think. Yeah, yeah, Enigma Ripple, and to get the to get one of his two waves, and then he would just ride Dykeiser and go for it. Didn't he like do that as like a joke because he's like I want to win most original deck, and then he couldn't because yeah. he won or something. <laughs> That's correct. No, I think, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. And it was like he was just like a young kid, and like his little big brother like built the deck for him. It was pretty cool. Like I just love that it's based off of JoJo Stan. Like it's, oh, it's good shit. That's really <laughs> funny. In terms of like the only Dimension Police archetype that I actually liked was Zeal, just because I like the mm-hmm. idea of like netting the opponent's Vanguard, and I like the aesthetics of it, and just they... yeah, that was a really good like original idea. Yeah, and and then. That they just didn't have a way to put stuff in damage zone on your turn aside from the like on call counter blast top card and damage. Yeah, like yeah, like I feel that card would have been better in an angel feather. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but then it would have been way too good in angel feather. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it, it doesn't. I, I just wish it had a better act, like activation than that. I feel in general <clears throat> the legion should have been just better. Like yeah. they should have just kind of planned it out a bit better, designed it a bit better. And yeah, it's it's hard to really revive it now like 
they don't even have a stride like they have a dark omega but that's not that that's not really a zeal stride so they need like a if they had an exclusive one that actually like puts them to zero or like minus 10 and guard restricts on top of that then might be pretty interesting yeah one thing i I never liked about uh, revival legions in general is that they don't bother to make the art coincide with the thing it's a revival legion for for the most part Mm -hmm. yeah in japan they have promos great yeah they have promos where they actually combine like the i was reading the comments and like when they revealed the great daikaiser legion like i was reading the artist comments because it's drawn by like my favorite illustrator masami obadi and he was writing how he tried his best to look like they're shaking hands in the in the arts, like when when you put the two together. So like because he couldn't like work with the um, with the artist at the time, like they couldn't actually you know change anything. But he tried his best to make it look like they were they could actually combine into one art. So nice. I thought that was pretty cool. That is pretty neat. That's actually a very popular artist. Uh, he, he he I saw the new yeah. gear card that he did. Oh, I, I need that. Like I don't play gears, but oh, I need that so bad. I am so sick of gears. Honestly. Same. Time leap is... Ugh, please, stop this now. Trial deck plus plan booster. And then just yeah. support in every set. It's too much, man. Yeah, I feel like even Royals didn't really get that much. Like, Royals had a yeah. big break for the longest time. Because, like, yeah. first we had the first season of good support. And then we had uh, the break... Uh, no, not, not the break, but the, the first limit break that Royals got in the in the extra booster 3... Where like Duke came in, Pendragon. There we go. Oh yeah, like that was a joke. I remember people people actually trying to like make it good with like uh, Soul Saver, but there's just like nothing you can do with it. There was actually um one topic I was I was thinking of bringing up if we still got enough time. We got we got time. Uh, we're fine. Which is like like especially to Matt. What do you think are actually like the worst matchups for DP in general? Like oh, Kagura matchup are bad. But, like, I feel, yeah, Link Joker's horrible, but, like, I feel for Cosmics alone, Time Leap is death. Because, oh, yeah. like, when they start dropping Melems, upstreams, then another Melem, and then another upstream, and then next stage, and it was just like, please. Like, the only way to survive it is, like, damage checking a trigger, and then, you know, hoping they don't get anything else, but, and then they start dropping History Makers, and, ugh, yeah. such a headache. Gears is, I, I, did, I, I, for a while, I didn't think Gears was that bad. And then it just mm-hmm. got worse and worse and worse. And that started yeah, as a TikTok worker, is that the guy? Yeah. TikTok. <laughs> oh my god. That card is yeah. a thing. It's Pretty way nice. too consistent. Like the only way to shut it down is playing grade one rush royal paladin <laughs> where you don't actually play anything else apart from grade ones. Or deny yeah, weapon. I'm not convinced. I'm not con- that I'm not convinced that, that deck has like a truly bad matchup. I like, mean, I don't have a problem against it with seven C's. But that's seven C's, and that's... Oh, I see. Yeah, seven C's. Yeah, yeah I guess that, that's like, one that would be good. Yeah. I feel um, like the top meta decks have kind of, like, they have good matchups against each other. Like, No Seals, No Seal is on equal footing, and then, like, Kagura, Link Choker, they're kind of on equal footing, because, like, I feel like Time Leap can actually die to Link Choker quite sure. all right, but that, that depends on how the Time Leap player decides to play it out, because if they just, you know, if they don't call stuff until they really need it, then Chaos Universe has a thing to say. Is there a good matchup for D-Police lately? God, Blade Wings is horrible. Oh, because... Uh, terrible. It's such a <laughs> shit matchup. Like, oh, they just it's... drop two cards for, like, 70k guard. I'm like, oh, okay then. <laughs> I, I never thought I'd see the day where DIs are like, oh, we're running four quintet wall. I'm like, what? Like, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. I guess we're doing this now. <laughs> Here's an 80k quintet. Well, or like when they drop a grade three, it's like, yeah, let's tank a guard. I'm like, oh shit, yeah. Thanks, I guess. <laughs> Is there a good matchup? Uh, trial decks. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, no, I mean, um, Pale Moon, I, I, I get uh, consistently flattened just because, uh, yeah, because we don't have much of a hand. I feel uh, like Gold Paladin's okay as well, because, like, even if Gurgwood top decks a PG, it's like, goodbye. Yeah. Noah Grappler, I feel like it's better at, especially with um with Excaravu, like, if you can kind of just, like, have a little bit of that extra power before they start smashing you, it's pretty nice, but against D-Robos, Nubatama doesn't do much because you don't really have much cards in hand to begin with. Now the uh, the question begs itself: Who the fuck plays Nubatama? Uh, uh, it's still around. I, I saw a guy at my locals. I played against him, and then I realized yeah. Nub- the Nubatama stuff from the tech booster was out for like six months. I had not played against it once. I had to read everything. I've heard oh. rumors of people saying that they're going to build Nubatama, and then does that nobody count? does. That does not count <laughs> yeah. at all. Yeah, if you're from the tech booster, like the deck that's still really good is Tichikaze. Like Guy Emperor is like good shit. Yeah. Like, I was actually surprised by how good it was because I never thought I'd see the day where Tachikaze can actually do something in the meta. Yeah, man, but it's doing a lot. I, I'm still, like, messing around with the deck, but man, the deck's pretty hilarious. I got to play with it yeah. for all of three days and it was crazy, for sure. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't that expensive, I've already built it as well. Like, it's, it looks fun as hell. It is fun. Well, I, I think we've about reached the end of the road here. Do you guys have any last words about D Police or anything? Push it to the limits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's always going to be best clan. Believe in yourself. Believe in the <laughs> me who believes in you, and it'll be fine. Plus six, plus six, plus six, plus six, etc. Oh, yeah. Th- th- that's all I can think of whenever I talk to you is just that thing. It's <laughs> on the table. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, listeners, go, go watch uh, How to Play Dimension Police. It's on Different Fights channel. It's hilarious. All right. Well, until next time, I was Atlas. I'm Matt. And I'm Different Fight. And have a good night, everybody. I'd like to take this time to thank all listeners that happen to come across this podcast. Uh, be sure to rate and like us on iTunes and to, you know, suggest this to your friends. I'd also like to thank Lil Elephant, the Oakland-based band that supplied our intro and outro music. Uh, you can find them at lilelefunk.com, so L-I-L-E-L-E-P-H-U-N-K. You can also tweet us at VGNexusTour, so V-G-N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Or you can tweet me, Atlas Novak, so at A-T-L-A-S, N is in Nancy, O-V is in Victor, A-C-K. Have a good night, everyone.